Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast, episode 24. A podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and everything in between. It's the 29th of October, 2018. PAX Day 3, or really the day after, because hmm. we're recording at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And my name's Mark Bell. My name's Matt. How are you feeling? I'm more tired. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm tired or had too many beers. Yeah. It's probably a bit of both. Right, yeah. Yeah. The after party went on for a while, considering we're sitting here at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, day three was a little bit different i guess i mean we sort of just wandered around and looked at stuff yeah. um, we didn't really play too much in particular we didn't go to any panels in particular um we went to the we both went and had a wander around the indie games area yeah that was pretty cool we saw some games that were interesting there's one that I can't remember the name of. I've got a postcard slash business card thing that has the name of it and has tempted me to tempted me even more mm. to get a PC because I want to play some of these games because they look pretty incredible. Mm. Um, just the art style, I like pixel art, and yeah, that game in particular looked really really cool. Yeah, in fact. Why don't you just reach over, <laughs> grab that black plastic bag. This is all happening okay, real time, yeah. folks. There should be a card in there somewhere. Yes. Totem Teller. Totem Teller. Hmm. That looked really, really awesome. Um, I didn't see too much about it. It looked like a Diablo sort of... You, you click on the ground and the guy walks towards that um, spot. Mm. But the thing that got me was the art style. The art style was incredible. Yeah. It reminded me of... Um, what's the game again? <laughs> you spent a lot of time looking up what games it's similar yeah. to. Yes. All uh, for that to be forgotten. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Hyperlight Drifter. Okay. Yeah, it reminded me of Hyperlight Drifter, but not as uh, in-your-face kind of action, shooting stuff. Art style kind of similar, but art style more... It's kind of stupid to say beautiful, but the art style was beautiful. But the art style in Hyperlight Drifter is beautiful as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just looked absolutely amazing. So... That was kind of the takeaway for me from the indie game area. There was a number of others as well. And like I said, I just, um, yeah, it's further tipped me towards wanting to get a PC so I can play some of these games that I'm missing out on. Yeah, like I said, um, I think you'd be surprised how many games are on Mac these days. Like mm. Just get Steam and just see what's there because I think you'll find there's a lot. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I, I did see a lot of other stuff there, 
Um, like the most remarkable thing that was on display is is speaking simulator. That was hilarious. <laughs> where, <laughs> where the premise seems to be that you're like some kind of robot. Um, the game gives you a phrase that you have to speak, and you have to control the mouth and lips and tongue with your mouth mm-hmm. to make it speak. I mean, roughly, I guess, whatever. Yeah. So it ends up being like one of these phys- physics games. Mm, like Quop or... Yeah. Yeah, those weird games where you're controlling a leg and an arm yeah. and trying to do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And things look very, you know... Hilarious. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and eyebrows from... twitching and eyes sort of flapping in yeah. one direction. And You move the mouth too much and, the you know, like clamp it shut too hard and the teeth fall out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, at the booth where they were demoing the game, they had a... It was kind of a dummy head with yeah. a tongue sort of coming out of it and rolling into a, I don't know, a curl or something like that. It was just... Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing was hilarious. Really, really cool. Um, yeah, there was there was a number of games that I really liked the look of, and unfortunately, I did not take the names down. Yeah, so I have a bunch of cards here, and all the cards are like the name of the studio, but not the name of the game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we saw Spin Rhythm. Watch that for a bit. Spin Rhythm. It's, Was that the rhythm song. game? Yeah. Okay, that looked pretty cool. Which is remarkable because they're playing the game using like these DJ controllers. I guess it's like MIDI controlled game. Hmm. So it's a rhythm game where... I mean, it's kind of one of these like falling coloured things on the highway, like a Tahira, yeah. but Yeah, very much like a Tahira. There's only two colours and like three spots. And you're just kind of turning this dial basically. Hmm. Back and forth, and then there's, there's a few things, and there's a button to press. Yeah, and it, um, there are situations where it's got like these arrows, like a turbo thing, but mm. what you're meant to do is when it hits it, you spin the thing like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then that sort of stacks, and you've got a left spin, and then a right spin, and then a left spin, and then you hit the button, and yeah. it looked pretty cool. And the music was really awesome as yeah. well. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and speaking of rhythm games, hmm. see the first thing I did today was go play Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Yeah. What's Beat Saber? So this is the VR game that I played. So oh. the very because of the cues, you know, this this is one of these popular things. <clears throat> so if you weren't there, like dead set at the start of the day, you you had to wait hours to play. Like I'd I'd been watching wow. the cues outside the VR free play area. They're just long and mm. doesn't move very quickly. Mm. So my plan for day three was to, what I actually did was go to the queue room, which I'd never done before, and wait in there until the show opened. And that was that was actually kind of an experience in itself. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'd seen from afar, like I'd seen before, like you, they would get the uh, beach balls, like to keep people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I've seen that at opening time. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing when PAX is already, you know, well into its stride. Yeah. Well, I guess some people only go on the Sunday. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, and so this this year has a, there's a heavy Bethesda presence. Yeah, and they've got uh, in the queue and there's big screens playing basically trailers for all the Bethesda games. Mm. And <laughs> so you know, so the beach balls are running up, and there's one particular Fallout trailer at the moment which has this like wet old folk western song take me home fallout 76 yeah yeah right and the song's playing and everyone's singing it right and that's the trailer and then it gets to the countdown so it counts down like 10 minutes zero and then the song plays again with the lyrics on the screen and the whole place is singing <laughs> you know take me home west virginia something like that I don't wow. know, yeah Mm. As everyone's like filing into the conference, yeah. <laughs> nice. So that happened, and I and I run not really walk very briskly, briskly, yes, all the way across the whole thing because the VR free play is as far as you can get away from the entrance and line up. And I'm, I was third in line, and very quickly there's all people you know behind me filling up the line. Mm-hmm. The girl at the front goes, "Hey, what do you want to play?" And everyone, the first, like, six or seven people all wanted to play Beat Saber. Huh. <laughs> Pop the game. Hmm. Yeah. And it, and she's saying, oh, yeah, we, this was a problem, so we had to install it on everything overnight. Wow, okay. Yeah. So it's and a good so, game. Well, there's more story. Right. And we're waiting in the queue... And then they're like, oh, who wants to play on PlayStation VR? Crickets. Hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and probably the next most popular thing, Super Hot, but there still wasn't that many people, like, trying to play it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, eventually I get in and play the game. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good And game. that's my story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. So the game, it's, it's a rhythm game in VR, and you've got basically lightsabers. Two lightsabers, red and a blue one. Mm-hmm. There's these blocks coming towards you. It's like red and blue blocks, and they've each got an arrow on them. Which you've got to cut through the box in the direction of the arrow mm-hmm. in time with the music. Mm-hmm. You're doing, you're flailing your arms really, but it's you. In your head, it's so cool because <laughs> you've got lightsabers and you, you know. Hmm. Yeah. What sort of graphical style is it kind of minimalist or there's not much in it it's kind of i mean think tron but um so minimalist yeah hmm it's kind of future graphics yeah yeah okay it's not not a lot like the tron style but think like that it's you know hmm hmm yeah that sounds pretty cool actually yeah yeah i'm still yet to actually try any vr ever And, you know, you and I talked about this during the day. Um, I just, yeah, I I think I'm susceptible to uh, getting motion sickness. Mm. And it's not due to motion and all of that kind of thing. It's more about um, frame rate for me. If frame rate dips, I can get a little bit weird. Mm. And the engine as well. So the engine, the game engine sort of, warps textures in a kind of particular way yeah. i can get a little bit weird about that yeah and so i've just avoided going to vr at a pack situation because the last thing i want to do is you know go to one of these things and then the rest of the day is ruined because i'm not feeling well mm. so 
one of these days. Yeah. The whole experience VR. Yeah. In the right environment, I'll do it. Yeah. 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 I said I, I agree with everything, but uh, I think the all the VR developers are realizing this sort of thing, and they make their games more like motion friendly these mm. days. Yeah. Yep. A lot of games you're just standing still. Mm. The kind of thing. Mm. And usually the system requirements on VR games, they set them really high to kind of avoid stuff like that, like frame rate issues. Right. Yeah. Mm. some stage we went into the pong tournament yeah pong so pong is in the it's a arcade cab tabletop thing <laughs> i don't know how you describe it it's well it's like a cocktail cabinet yeah arcade table cabinet but it's lower yeah. i mean a, a cocktail cab is already low mm. but this is even lower yeah um, it's properly Atari. It's licensed by Atari. Mm. Um, it looks very retro, but it's not just Pong in an arcade cab. It's it's mechanical. Yeah. Um, you're controlling a bat, and the ball is a square, and it's all controlled by magnets. And um, I don't know what actually controls the. The bats, I, you've got a big sort of disc that you spin, yeah. so it's it's analog. Well, it's probably digital converted to an analog yeah. sort of acceleration method for the for the bats. But either way, it's um, yeah, it's it's very inertia, and um, I sadly only got one game in, which was the tournament game. Mm. <laughs> so. Um, Trial by fire, trying to get used to how that that spinny, you know, dial work to control your bat to bounce the ball back, and uh, you can you can spin it too fast, and then suddenly your bat flies over to the right, and you can't stop it in time to get back to the left when you need to bounce the ball back. Um, so yeah, I think some experience there would help. Yeah, I got knocked out straight away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Pong's simple game, but. The layer of how the machine plays on top of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it threw a lot of people off. Yeah. But it looks really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it's like... It looks like Pong, but it's like physical blocks inside the thing which yeah. are moving around. It's not like a, a monitor yeah. or anything. That's right. Yeah. It's mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty and, damn yeah, cool. And then, and then they've got like the, the flare... Which is like extra lighting and stuff. So the, yeah, the lighting the effects are really and, cool. Yeah, like every, the ball hits the side and the, the kind of does that. It's like know. a wave. Sort yeah, a wave. Of, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks really cool. And it, it it's interesting because when you're playing, it goes to sort of black and white mode. Mm. So you're playing in, well, your your bat what is white, the ball is white. I say ball. It's mm. a cube. Yeah. Um, 
but then when you finish and it goes into attract mode all the outside lighting goes all rainbow color yeah. and it's sort of cycling around yeah. it looks pretty freaking awesome yeah i really really like it um the only issue is it it's expensive yeah <laughs> i hear and i could be completely wrong so um take this for what it is but i hear it's it's about four grand or something like that right yeah so it's it's expensive but it looks amazing and i think in a party environment it would just be a hit you wouldn't be able to get people away from it <laughs> it's really really cool yeah um so yeah that was the the pong tournament like i said i got knocked out straight away matt you lasted quite a bit longer you well, did pretty well no i i i won my first game yeah. And then they forgot about me. Yeah, that's, that's why right. I go past being in a cafe and no one wants to. <laughs> well, people forget that you're up on the table. Yeah. But then you went up and reminded them, and yeah, you played again. Did you win that game or no? No. Right. I played against Stacy. Yeah. And he's really good at it. Yeah, you could you could say he's pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good at a number of games. Yeah. Hmm. And he went on to win it. That's right. Yeah. So once again, congrats to Stacey Borg yeah. for taking out another classic comp. Yes. Well, you say classic, but, you know, it's a brand new game. Kind of, sort of. It's yeah. been around for a year. A reimagining yeah. of a classic game. Yeah. Um, and then we went to, after that, to the Amigathon final, which is basically the finale of PAX, yeah. really. Um, and that's always a lot of fun. Amigathon, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. You, do you, can you explain it, Matt? They randomly pick, uh, like 15 or so people that are going to PAX, like just random people to compete in a tournament basically on all kinds of different games like not just video games but board games and mm. stuff mm -hmm. over the three days and, and you know and on every round they eliminate people and this finale that we watch is just the last two mm -hmm. you know they play off on a secret game and the grand prize is to go to or a free trip to another PAX, which all the others are in America. Yeah. Am I wrong in saying that previously it's only been PAX Australia that's the free pass to? No, but this he makes, one was the first time? No, that... it's always been like that. But right. the, he makes the joke that all of the PAXs in America, um, nobody, you know, nobody from PAX Prime will say, I'll go to PAX East. <laughs> Everybody will always choose, yeah, let's go to PAX Oz. Because, like, you get the most bang for buck. Like, oh, you'll get a trip to Australia. Oh, I see. That's yeah, the joke yeah. he makes every right. year. Right. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but while you're here, you could say, I'll go to PAX Prime or PAX East or South or whatever. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah. And the secret game this time was Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting slash uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo yeah. on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which was a really really weird choice uh yeah we'll talk about this i don't know it it's a good choice in that i thought it's a it's a classic kind of tournament you know competitive game mm. so in that way it is mm. 
but the way it isn't is that there's a lot of built-in knowledge of a Street Fighter 2 player yeah that you don't usually get out of a random person who just plucked out of the crowd yeah yeah because a lot of PAXs that I've been to in the Megathon final has been sort of um, games that are, are built in a lot of randomness mm. like there was um, some VR game that no one had ever played before yeah. uh, there was what's what's that game where you stack blocks on top of blocks and Tetris no Jenga Jenga yeah um, but Street Fighter 2 I thought that was a risky choice because if one of those competitors knew that game they would just completely destroy the other person. Yeah. But thankfully, both of them were rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> both of them had ne- really basically never played it before. Yeah. One of the guys said they played it once before. Mm. The other guy said he'd never played it before. Yeah. That was pretty obvious in their play style. They were just mashing buttons. Um, they were blocking on accident. Yeah. They did some fireballs yeah. on accident. Yeah. Lots of throwing because they're like in close range and happen to press the button while they're doing whatever. Yeah. And it turned out to be very close. So it was, I think, the first person to four wins won it. Mm. And it got to three wins each. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously the next person who won won it. But yeah, I just think that's a risky choice because Street Fighter is such a well-known thing that to get two people in a final on stage in front of thousands of people that don't know the game to make it entertaining it just seems yeah that it wouldn't actually happen but it happened yeah it did turn out oh my god yeah it's probably the only way it could have worked out properly because at any level higher than like rock bottom yeah, it's going to be so difficult to get an evenly matched game. Yeah. But it worked. And it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Except for uh, After Party, which, uh, I don't know, you, you could argue, is there an official After Party? I think you particularly argued, is there <laughs> actually a, an official After Party? Um, but we went to Bartronica. Yeah. There was a lot of people there from PAX yeah. at Bartronica. And um, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. Mm-hmm. We stayed there for a very long time until after one yeah mm. that was a lot of time mm. yeah mm. we played a lot of pinball we played outrunners yeah i'm not sure i've played outrunners before that was cool which is you know it's a sequel to outrun yeah um and we played a bunch of Donkey Kong. Yeah. Which I 
I don't like Donkey Kong, or I didn't like Donkey Kong, mm. but playing it tonight, I actually kind of got converted to liking the game. Just in time like. for Kong Off. Yeah. Just in time for Kong Off, which is happening in Brisbane in two weeks' time at Netherworld. Uh, both myself and Matt will be there. Mm. Um, we weren't particularly going to compete because... I don't know. I'm, I'm t- speaking for myself. I'm shit at Donkey Kong. Yeah. And as I was sort of alluding to before, I don't like Donkey Kong. I was going because it's not just a celebration of Donkey Kong and a competition around Donkey Kong. It's a, um, it's a get-together of people who love arcade games. Yeah. And world record holders, and there's going to be world record attempts across all number of games during the whole weekend... So it's going to be pretty fun and awesome. But yeah, to go to Bartronica and trying the dedicated DK cab there. And, you know, I've probably only played it three or four times previously. And playing it tonight, I actually enjoyed it. It's kind of fun. Hmm. I don't think we did any scores that are going to be competitive on, you know, during Kong off. No. (laughs) But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Enough to the point where I thought... Yeah, I might actually play a game in the Kong off as opposed to standing around and just enjoying the the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good. And probably had far too many beers. There there would have been more if you could get beers faster, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The whole getting a drink at Bartronica is still a problem. Yeah. I think it was a few times where went up and tried to get a beer and it was about what 20 30 minutes yeah something like that Mm. how many games of game of thrones did you get in before i got back three (laughs) with a drink three and with one really good game yeah incredibly well played but critical mistake in the game which ruined my points Mm. You stacked everything in the perfect way, yes. and you made a crucial mistake at the last second. Yes, and... I, I locked a ball in multi-ball, and was too drunk to remember if that was <laughs> ball two or ball three, and I chose pass on the... Starting the modes. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a multi-ball with nothing. Nice. And then played the multi-ball amazingly. Mm. But playing the multi-ball amazingly is great, Yeah. but it, you would have added... You know, who knows how many times worth of points if you had those modes running at the same time. Yeah. Mm. I got nothing. Mm. Nothing. Well, you got some points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the night. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I'm tired. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Don't have to get up early. Well, well not very early. Tomorrow. No. That's right. So yeah, I think that was day three of PAX Australia 2018. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. PAX in general, not just day three. Um, And we will be back next year. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if we have anything left to say on PAX Australia. It was just... Awesome once again to uh, catch up with everyone. Um, I ran into Luke Marlberg, um, a fellow pinball competitor, later in the day 
uh, at PAX and he said, you know, what was your favourite part of PAX? And I, it was kind of a surprise co- uh, question, to be honest, but thinking on it at the time, it's just catching up with people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the fun part about it, yeah. you know. Catching up with people you see once a year or once every six months and as well as the people you travel travel interstate with and, yeah, just a lot of fun. Any other thoughts, Matt? Done and dusted. (laughs) I think we are. We need to fall into bed, but not together. Yeah. You're in another room. But a surprisingly close room. Yeah. (laughs) Considering we booked completely separate, (laughs) I can kind of stare into your windows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and likewise, you can stare into mine. Yeah, though the heavy, the heavy curtains are drawn. Yeah, we've got curtains, <laughs> unless we're you know voyeuristic or anything like yeah. that. But yeah, <laughs> so that will do it for Pax Australia, twenty eighteen, day three. We're tired. We've had too many beers, and uh, we'll do it again next year. Yep. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our little mini episodes. Um, despite not having John on the podcast, but uh, I'm sure you know he'll be t- attending next year once he has his child and you know they travel down as a family. That'll be really cool. We've got Oz Retro Gamer Alex Boz and Kareth Miz. Oz Retro Gamer and their child and Matt with one T and um, uh, Mizigal and their child they travel down to PAX so I'm sure John and uh, Brianna will do the same yeah. precedent has been set yes and expectations must be met yes John I know you're listening <laughs> next year it's happening <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for listening. Thanks to 1989 Arcade Byron Kitchen, our sponsor. And we will see you readers next time. Bye. Goodbye.